with us. There is one question, which is a common question. From yesterday's session, you mentioned that very big amount has been deposited in Switzerland Bank. How to get back this money in India? What preventive measures we have to take so that this will not happen again? Also, how to restrict this problem in future? This is a question of a responsible person in India. But thing is, in many of the situations like this, we don't have a hand of power to interfere there. So all our actions will be limited in that situation to our individual life. You don't do it, that's all. And if possible, inspire your friends to follow these ideas. It's not that we are selfish, but that the country has a role to play for the welfare of the whole world. So try to avoid depositing money in those countries in that way. And most of this money, for your information, has been taken up as kickbacks or what you call bribe. That is why it's all kept in the other bank in a secret way. So the only way to restrict this problem is by enacting governmental rules and regulations. And if any time you become the Prime Minister or the Finance Minister of India or any minister dealing with the foreign exchange regulations, you can enact that law. And that can be done only when the parliament allows it. But at the individual level, you can successfully avoid doing it in your life. How to handle any situation without hurting anyone when one elderly person is involved into that? Situation is making mistake. Example, in office, our senior teammates, how can we come out of some problems without hurting respect to our senior person and also giving justice to everyone involved. This question is a general question. All the question must put the specific situation because according to the specific situation, according to the merit of that situation, action has to be taken. But in taking the action, we have to keep the principles intact. Keep the principles, values intact, but modify the approach according to the situation. And we need not hurt anyone in solving any situation. Of course, there may be some situations, as we say, laton ki bhut, baaton se nahi mante. It may be necessary to hurt, and that is not taken as a hurt. It is taken as a preventive measure. If you go on killing somebody, it is necessary that you should be hanged so that the other lives can be saved, is it not? It is not to be misinterpreted as hurting someone. So using your common sense and intelligence and understanding the situation, as Sri Ramakrishna used to say, you can be a devotee, but don't be a fool. By devotion, by being spiritual, it does not mean that we have to be dullard or foolish or stupid. Apply your intelligence. Chatur chalak buddhiman banna chahiye. By chalak, I don't mean crookedness. Like Chanakya, he did. He was not a crooked man, but according to the need and the situation, he applied the principles. And the principles must have values in itself. 
Mother Sharda Devi used to tell in Bengali, we can put it in Hindi also, Jahan Jaisa Rahana Chahiye Vahan Vaisa Raho. Jiske Saad Jaisa Bartav Karna Chahiye Uske Saad Vaisa Bartav Karo. Jab Jaisa Karna Chahiye Tab Taisa Karo. Jekane Jemon, Shekane Temon. Jar Kache Jemon, Tar Kache Temon. Jakon Jemon, Takon Temon. Time, place and person, you study the situation with the available intelligence at your disposal at that time, apply that intelligence for work. And as much as possible, very intelligently, very shrewdly, avoid hurting people. As you have told, if it is possible to avoid hurting, it's more intelligent. Because if you hurt, he may start taking revenge. So you apply your intelligence in such a way that like a fish, you slip out of that situation. As per Swamiji's vision, India will prosper by religion. Do you really think our religion has inclusiveness? I feel so much of communal domination is there. Will it pull us down? Who has asked this question? Don't be afraid. Please raise your hand because some of the questions may re require clarification. Who has asked it? You should be courageous, otherwise Vivekananda may not like you. I told that Swamiji has remarked, I can excuse all your mistakes, but covered eyes I can never excuse. Ramdas ka bhai bindas. <laughs> Who has asked this question? Oh, if you, are, if you can't get up the entire sessions, it has gone waste. There is nothing wrong in that. I want to have some clarification. Who has asked it yourself? <laughs> Please. Nobody is answering. You say, I am also asking question. <laughs> I should get answers, is it not? Who is the questioner? Because certain doubts are there for me in that question. Can that boyfriend get up? The question is, as per Swamiji's vision, India will prosper by religion. Do you really think our religion, Hinduism, has inclusiveness? I feel so much of communal, communal domination is there. Will it pull us down? Okay. Huh. What is dreamless sleep and sleepless sleep? How it can be achieved by ordinary person? The dreamless sleep is a real sound sleep, but according to the law of psychology or the principles by which the brain and the mind works, all of us pass through these three states. All the experiences I told are stored in the subconscious mind. It is like the memory chip in the computer. Before it comes into the monitor, it is there in the CPU. So as you switch off the monitor, it goes into the CPU and then you switch off the CPU also. So the things that are displayed on the monitor, it is in the waking state. As you switch off the monitor and only the CPU is on, entire impressions which were in the monitor, it comes back to the memory chip. So that is the dream state. It is all in the subtle level and there you are just experiencing that. After some time you put off the UPS or the main switch, that CPU also gets puts off. 
so you go into the deep sleep so this is the normal pattern in which a ordinary healthy man lives so this is sleep and when you pass the sleep state and enter into the sleep real sleep it's called sushupti that is a dreamless sleep but sometime even in that state also the impressions of our experiences in the subconscious mind which are called subliminal things they will be moving here and there in the underground sometimes they also can awaken a dream in between so you have to study the brain and the books involved with the mind they have got alpha state beta state and theta state and all those things with your eyelids moving and all those things they have studied this called the dreamless sleep when you pass from the waking state through dream into the total dream sleep what is this sleepless sleep that sleepless sleep is the sleep that is achieved by realized souls they will be as if sleeping but the entire mind is at rest the whole mind is totally under rest because the mind is under perfect control even though they may be experiencing the sense objects because of their understanding of the whole phenomena sense objects going through the sense organs to the brain centers from there to the mind from there to the intelligence intelligence searching the file and codifying them and then the ego telling that i have experienced in that stage of ego they will watching the whole thing and they will be as if unconnected in our case we fall a victim to ego to its ego's action and reaction in the case of a realized soul or a illumined sage he is totally de- detached from this entire drama things will be going on happening and he will be just watching sometime it happens to us also is it not as we sit in the train and as if in a half sleep half awake state so many things will be going on but we are not at all affected but this is with ignorance this sleepless sleep which we are telling it's a real state of detachment and we can practice that with knowledge and without knowledge also if you can practice this is called sakshi bhava you keep yourself detached this gives you emotional rest and freedom from stress this is one of the typical exercise in the technique of meditation in the mind conflicts will be going on one part of the mind is telling one thing the other part says no it's such a beautiful thing you see you think a thought and that thought is disturbing you and other part of the mind says don't think this thought is it not thought is the brain child of the mind and the same mind says i don't want to think if you can stand aside and watch the entire process of this mind you will be free from the agitations of the mind mind will be agitated but as a onlooker as a third person you will be watching your mind i have done it time and again and many times whenever i get migraine or some headache nowadays i am not getting previously i used to get i used to simply watch like that tremendous shooting pain in this nerves here once it happened and on that day also i had this class next day i was to talk to the youth and i was thinking with this shooting pain in my head how am i going to address the youth tomorrow and i sat on the chair like this it was on a national highway with booming traffic there and as i was just watching it was evening 6 o'clock i found a part of my mind experiencing the pain and the other part of the mind wants to throw out the pain 
Then I thought, if mind wants to be free of the pain, why does it experience the pain at all? It is like giving birth to a child and trying to kill that child, is it not? Instead of killing the child, why can't we stop giving birth to a child? Then I was watching where from the pain is coming. Then I found that one part of the mind is experiencing the pain from where the pain is shooting, and the other part of the mind says, remove the pain, remove the pain. And these two split portions of the mind fighting with each other as I was just watching, suddenly I found I am away from the mind. I am the watcher and the mind is the watched object, is it not? The clock is the watched object, I am the watcher. If anything wrong happens to the clock, it is not affecting me because I am the watcher. But in the beginning stage, I and the watch both were mixed together. As I was watching, I didn't know what happened. Suddenly one brahmachari came and told Maharaj, please come for the dinner. I told, within seven o'clock you will have dinner here in this ashrama? He told, not seven o'clock Maharaj, it is 8.15. Two and a half hours have passed and I didn't understand what happened. And when I got up, I felt as if I have taken a cold shower bath, my headache has disappeared. From that day, I developed the confidence on the powers of the mind and on meditation and self-observation and I have been doing it again and again. Even last two months before, I was about to fall sick as I sat and I started observing myself. Today morning, I gave you that step, is it not? Feel that you are inside the body from the top of the head to the tip of the toe. And as you start feeling, you can feel the blood flowing, you can feel the beatings of the heart, and the entire body working can be felt. You can feel it. It is not necessary that only when you get indigestion or you are trying to vomit at that time, you have to feel. You can feel your body and the internal mechanisms working even now by practice. There are yogis in India who can feel their heartbeat and control the heartbeat. So in that sleepless sleep, you are totally detached and unaffected. This is a tremendous blood pressure reliever. Whether the mind is bound, I hope it is boundless. If it is boundless, how is it connected to the soul? Where is the soul? First of all, we have to understand these concepts about mind, soul, and other things. Mind by itself is not bound. It's universal. Like the open land here in Pune, it is not bound. But you put on a compound wall, is it not? But still the entire Pune remains the same. You put on a compound wall and you say, this is my compound. And India says, this is my space, don't enter inside. But how can you divide the space? Can you cut a portion of Pune like a cutting a piece of cake until this is my compound? Just you have created an imaginary wall or a wall, but that wall cannot cut Pune as your compound. Similarly, the mind cannot be bound, but still because of our illusion or our attachment, we say these thoughts are mine. If these thoughts are mine, I should be able to control it, is it not? If these thoughts are mine, I should be able to control it. Why is it I am not able to control it? Thoughts are going on, that's all. You have superimposed the idea that this is my mind and my thought. 
this body also is not your body is it your body we feel it's our body this they say is due to ignorance the body is not yours all the external forces like food and other things came and your body has come is it not how the body originates if you read the biology you will find so we feel some sort of wrong attachment and we claim it is ours it is not ours because of that we feel the mind is bound swami ji used to say that there is a cosmic mind and all our minds are part of that mind if you want to tune to that cosmic mind you have to have the tuning system like the all india radio if you tune to chennai or if you tune to mumbai you will get what is being broadcasted from the mumbai station but you should be able to tune to that similarly vivekananda used to say if you think bad thoughts you have tuned to the bad thoughts that are stored in the cosmic mind and all the bad thoughts in the cosmic mind will get connected to you and they will be broadcasting those thoughts if you can switch on to the good thoughts all the good thoughts in the cosmic mind will come to you also so that is how we feel the mind is bound because we feel it is our mind otherwise there is no our mind the entire pune belongs to whom it belongs to maharashtra maharashtra belongs to india so like that the whole world belongs to whom to the creator not yours men foolishly fight is it not how much land a man requires 6 by 3 hmm that is also not required you can simply burn and throw the ashes how is it connected to the soul see this mic is there it is like the body electric power is like the soul unlimited and these wires which are bringing the electric energy to the mic is like the mind so this body is there behind that is the motor called the mind body is gross compared to body mind is subtle and behind the mind is the soul or the atman and that atman is all pervading that is a real power real energy and it is still subtle just in the same way as this mic the electric wires and the electric energy are connected the body the mind and the soul are connected body is at one end soul is at the other end and where is the soul we cannot ask where is the soul soul is everywhere it's infinite like the electric energy where is electric energy you may say from that transformer is it not but from where did that transformer get the energy huh you will say it is from the hydel project then that comes from water from where does water come it goes to the panchabhutas where from the panchabhutas come it goes to the mind where from mind comes it comes from the atman the soul there's a beautiful book vedanta sara it's a primer preliminary book on understanding vedanta which deals with the body mind and the soul if you go through that book you will get further ideas on this please tell me how to concentrate while doing multitask work this multitask work is a modern trend in a way it is good as we have got ashtavadanis have you heard of ashtavadanis people who can do eight things at a time nine things 10 things at a time mind has that peculiar power it can concentrate itself on one 
or more or many. So the same way you can concentrate on one work, you can, can, you can concentrate on many also. You can concentrate on your eye. For example, I am looking at you. I can concentrate on your nose. Or I can concentrate on you fully, is it not? So when you are doing multitasking, all the tasks become parts. And the whole thing becomes one whole containing different parts. If you can focus your mind on one, the same ability will apply to others. It is not that you have to have different variety of concentration for doing different work. So in our Ramakrishna Mat, Vivekananda used to say, if you can wash the tea cup properly, you can meditate on God. Got the point? If you can keep your chapels properly, of course, don't question, I have kept the chapel properly, I am not able to meditate. <laughs> That's a smaller task, but even many people you find, they won't keep their chapels properly, is it not? So if you can do that, you can do that. If you can't do that, you can't do the bigger thing. So whatever small things you are trying to do, try to put your mind and the soul and the heart entirely. Slowly from that, you develop the tendency of concentration. Hinduism accepts reincarnation. With these references, what had happened to the powerful soul of Swami Vivekananda and Ramakrishna or Buddha? Yes, reincarnation has been proved both by Indians and also by the Westerners. There is a beautiful book, The Many Mansions, written by Dr. Jina Sarminara. She was a Christian lady and a parapsychologist. Suddenly she came upon certain experiences which threw her out of balance and he started inquiring. And on inquiry she came to Buddhism and through Buddhism she came to Hinduism. And there she found that we have reincarnation theory. So in the reincarnation theory, it is believed that just as we change our clothes, the body is changed, the mind and the soul continues. Just as we can change the car, take the engine, the engine out and put it into another engine and put the petrol, is it not, the energy? You can change the external body of the mic, is it not? In many of the countries, they say when we come to India, they have the external body of the tape recorder of the Singapore manufacturer. And then they put the Indian machine there. And we are all duped by the China Bazaar, Burma Bazaar, Chor Bazaar products, is it not? The external body, it is written made in Singapore, but inside it's a machine produced in India. So these things can be separated. So when Vivekananda left the body, where did his soul go? From where it came, it has gone there. It's a, a puzzling question. So in the reincarnation, as they say, after your karma or the action is over, in this life, the body drops off. Whatever actions you have performed, karma you have performed, these actions have generated certain results called karma phala or the reactions to the action. Like the Newton's law, every action has got an equal and opposite reaction. To complete the circuit, the reaction also must be finished. So whatever actions you are doing, this will get stored in the mind in the form of memory. And as this body falls off, the mind will be trying to search a suitable body where the karma falas can be experienced. Now, a lot of questions will come in this. So, it's a huge complex theory about karma phala and reincarnation. But in general, the mind will be storing, like the chip, memory chip storing the memory in the computer, the mind will be storing 
and as the karma is slowly being worked out after some time the mind also will disintegrate and go for the working of the mind and the body the universal force called self will be supplying the energy it is formless so it can go nowhere because it is everywhere like electric power where can it go can you make electric power go anywhere it is difficult is it not we can't see it we can feel the electric energy it comes from somewhere and it goes back similarly the soul it appears to come and appears to go because its expression is felt in the body and in the mind like in this mic we feel the expression of the electric power but where can it go and where can it come it expresses itself through this after some time this mic gets spoiled after some time the wire and the switchboard will get spoiled and then the electric energy goes back energy is what in destructible you cannot destroy the energy to destroy that energy you require another energy and so it will be going on breeding itself similarly atman cannot be killed because to kill that self or the soul another soul is required and that soul will survive so it is called regression ad infinitum you will be going on going behind like this so in the reincarnation theory it is only for the body and the mind they will be going on playing this drama of life and death whether the mind is inside mind is experienced as inside is it limited it is unlimited how is it connected to other minds it's a part of the cosmic mind and it is connected like the space in this room how is it connected to the space outside hmm it is connected it is one and the same space in between walls are standing if you remove the walls what will happen it is the same one space it appears to be divided like if you put water a stick in the water it looks as if the water is divided is it not it's only an appearance like in the flowing river if you put a street lamp what will happen the river waters are coming and they are going but you will be able to see only that portion of the river water in which the street light falls similarly in your individual life where your light the awareness of your light falls that particular portion of the mind only you are seeing if you are able to get out of that bound like sri ramakrishna or vivekananda you will find it is not your mind or my mind it is mind that's all when you enter into that state of common mind you will be able to read the thoughts of other people as well as your people vivekananda had this power he can read his mind he can read others mind also because the minds are one and they are not limited we limit it by our own ideas and our own thoughts swami ji i always decide plan to do a particular thing exercise study but i can do it only for just 3 4 days and then my situation becomes like jaisete means i can't continue it for achieving the goal at the beginning of the plan i do it like with full of energy then my battery becomes low <laughs> this is called soda bottle personality as you open the soda bottle aramba shuraha the beginning is a great valorous man after some time charge the battery again you see there is a recharging battery is it not how to recharge it's a technique and last two days in the positive attitude 
we saw how standing in front of the mirror make your resolution strong by repeating it again and again make a resolve that i will break this habit that i am doing it only for a few days again continue it you can break it they say break the jinx is it not this jinx means a psychological barrier or block you have created in your mind india has that whenever we meet pakistan in the cricket pitch we feel we are going to be defeated now suddenly dhoni and other people have come they have broken the ice we can win over other countries also so for you also next time note down in a diary you see you take it up as a project not at the verbal level of discussion no already it is 4 o'clock or just theoretically don't stay at the surface level go deep are you serious really who is the person who asked this question are you serious huh if you are really serious i will tell you in a very sincere way most of the times you don't require anybody's advice if you are serious you will be forced to do it yourself and i am also having this problem sometimes and nobody is able to solve that problem they will say we have told you hundreds of times all the books in the world on personality development management and all are telling the same thing what is preventing you hmm now you have to watch why is it after four or five days again i drop it the question the problem is inside you and there itself the answer is lying that's why in the first day in meditation and concentration i told i can go on talking to you i can give you a lot of books but all those things are information transformation it is not from the books it is from inside you that masala that chemical reactor that is inside you do you want if you want you will do it how do you get rid of get rid of laziness so what is this laziness who is the person who has asked this question ah uh, what do you mean by laziness for example one particular thing you take up ah uh, so how does this laziness affect your study or work why you are trying to delay it why why are you trying to delay it ah uh, what do you mean by that laziness laziness is a comfortable word you are trying to use it don't try to hide behind that word what is actually preventing you if it is laziness you have to find out is it the laziness of the body or the laziness of the mind if it is the laziness of the body try to take care of the food or try to do some exercises don't sit in front of the tv and as the usual mode of expression goes going on gulping popcorn and cold drinks because sitting in one place and you become like a titwale ganesh get up go for skipping go for some exercises walking running jogging swimming that's why swamiji first insisted on physical strength muscles of iron and nerves of steel today tungar read only these two the third one he left it out perhaps he thought you are, you know that quotation muscles of iron and nerves of steel nerves of steel inside which dwells a mind that is like thunderbolt just try to do the opposite of that at one particular time got it today i have decided i want to read this book and i am trying to postpone is it not 
एट दैट मोमेंट गरम गरम पकौड़ा जैसा खाते हैं हम एट दैट मोमेंट वैन यू आर फीलिंग दैट नाउ आई वॉन्ट टू पोस्ट फोन वॉट्स यूर नेम ईशा एस्टरडे मिस्टर नाडकर्णी टोल्ड अबाउट सेल्फ टॉक ईशा दैट क्वेश्चन ऑफ लेजीनेस आई वॉन्ट टू डील स्वामी जी एंसर्ड ही ओनली गेव द एंसर सोल्यूशन इज विथ मी नाउ वॉट इज सोल्यूशन आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू पोस्ट फोन दिस टाइम हे माइंड आई एम गोइंग टू डिफीट यू नाउ कम ऑन टेक अप द चैलेंज you have to indulge in this self talk if it's a mental laziness give this counter thought to your mind this time i am going to break it i am going to win myself when once i was in malaysia i used to get angry with one of our servant because these problems we are also having don't think that simply we come mugged up with some ideas and then we are just vomiting to you and that servant was a very nasty fellow he was doing lots of mischiefs but in few months i found i am getting irritated and i am becoming short tempered then one day it struck me you are a sami swami and he is a servant servant is a servant but swami need not be a servant is it not so i thought how is that this man can rule over me i have brought that small book it is in my room you will be surprised even now i have written that point how to win over myself i wrote it 10 times i will win over myself and then every time that man will come in front of me immediately i will put on that placard win over yourself how he was you know he was a servant looking after the temple he will open everything all the doors and everything and he will not put on the switches above the altar of sri ramakrishna it will why you are not put on the switch ha so many people are coming to your temple are people are coming or not you are paid for your work you put on the switch next day he will put on the switches open the doors and there will be no tulasi on the offerings atl where is the tulasi no i forgotten atl how is it you can forget one day two day it is all right third day he has done everything but the main door of the temple is closed <laughs> i told my god the door is so big how could you forget <laughs> but man cannot forget or what i told we can forget but continuously you are doing the, like this and one day he did not keep the prasad naivedya at all then i gave a bell what well now you see what you have missed it's a simple work switch on the lights on the altar on the prayer hall open the doors and windows put tulasi on the prasad and get out this small work he was going on missing one thing or the other so i used to get angry after that when i decided i resolved and i found out that nobody is there to help me because who who can change you your father your mother they can change your hairstyle they can change your dress internally at the psychological level you are always alone is it not when you are afraid you are alone is it not when you are frightened you are alone when you are miserable you are alone when you are struck with grief or misery you are alone is it not when you are jealous you are alone when you are suspicious you are alone so inside we are always alone this is advaita the one without a second so i decided nobody can change me because after all i am a swami who will dare to advise me and change me i thought swami you give big talks and lectures now when you are in the real situation can you change really i have brought the diary you will not believe me i have written i will change myself and every time he will come immediately i will put the message i will change myself next day the lights are not put on hello ramnath who is going to put on the light so by laughing 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 i over 
came my anger, and one day I told, I have changed, but you have not changed. In the beginning, he used to tell, he used to give big advice, you be the change that you are expecting in others. It's a famous saying of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change that you are expecting in others. I told, I have changed, but you have not changed. So you have to make a resolve in your mind. If you are really lazy, and if you are really confronted with the problem, is it so urgent? Do you feel this as a danger? I then you will not change. And this is what is happening at government levels, what is called as red tapeism. There's a famous joke, though it is not very vulgar, I will tell you. When you want to go to bathroom, it's urgent, is it not? This joke is there in the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. One child says, Mommy, when I want to go to lavatory, please wake me up. And the mother says, I need not wake you up. That itself will wake you up. <laughs> Do you feel that urgency, that push from inside? Do you feel? And when that comes, nobody can stop you. Can there be anything called as clean politics? That is politics just for the welfare of the people. Can politics be played without sacrificing the values one believes in? What is guidance for this from Indian philosophy? It's a lovely question, you know. Bernard Shah had written the definition for politics. Politics is a last refuge for scoundrels. <laughs> but in our school days, we studied a subject called civics and politics. That was for pure administration of the country. In the Mahabharata, you will find a scene, as you see the film, that once the king was beset with this problem, his son was not a qualified person to be the ruler king of that country, but the wife wanted, the queen wanted the son to be appointed as the king. And the king was very much worried. He goes to the minister at dead of night, and the mantri is telling, Raja, I am supposed to come to you. What makes a Raja come to the mantri? He says, I am so much obsessed with this problem that who will be the next king of this country because I can't appoint my son as the king of this country. Then comes the wonderful philosophy of India. The whole of India is dying with this dynasty principle, is it not? Is it not? Whatever Gandhi you are, whether you are Kalangir Karunanadi, son, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law, son-in-law, everybody wants to be in the rule, is it not? The whole of India is becoming like a family property business, is it not? <laughs> and this king was given a beautiful advice. You listen to it. He says, Rajan, as a father, your son is your son. But as the king, the whole of country population is your children, is it not? You are not only a father in your family, you are the king of this country. Which role are you going to satisfy? Which is more important? He told, I am the king of this country. Father of a family is a small one. Small has to be sacrificed for the sake of big. Man has to be sacrificed for family. Family has to be sacrificed for the village. Village has to be sacrificed for the state. State has to be sacrificed for the country. And country has to be sacrificed for the whole world. This is Indian philosophy. And then, really marvelous, you see. But how are you going to apply? That is why Swamiji wanted a quality Indian. Take up courage, daredevilry to practice values in life. Even if I am going to face death, even if I am going to be hanged, I am going to follow the value and show that at least there is one man like me who can do that. Every one of you can do that. 
And most of the Ramakrishna Mahat Swamis, they are doing that, you see. They have stepped out of their normal life. They have sacrificed their father, mother, family, jobs, everything, is it not? What is the security for the Swamis? Tomorrow if we go out of the Ramakrishna Mahat, where is the security? Living dangerously, marvelous, thrilling, adventurous life, is it not? There is no fixed deposit, there is no job, no PF, no gratuity, nothing. God alone is one refuge. See, lovely philosophy, and then king understands, and he goes back, and the queen asks, who is going to be the king of this country after you? He told, I have selected a man. Will not our son become? He told, Rani, the son is the child of our family only. I am the father of that child as the father of this family. But as the king of this country, the entire subject, they are my children, and I can select any of my children to become the king of this country. That makes a clean politics. That is a real politics for true unselfish administration for the welfare of total mankind. And politics can be cleaned if you enter politics and live a clean, pure, transparent life. Swamiji used to say, the problem is not that evil, people doing evil are increasing. People who are good, they are not acting. People who are good, they are not doing anything seeing the evil things going on. If you have seen the Hamlog serials, you have seen the serial, you will find good people are not doing anything. And the dialogue comes, it is, evils are increasing in the society, not because evil people are acting, but because good people have become inactive. So clean politics can be had, and that is what Mahatma Gandhi used to call as Rama Rajya. And I used to say to have Rama Rajya, we should have a Rama first. Rajya is already there, but where is the Rama? Not Jagjeevan Rama or any other Rama. Shri Ramachandra. So Shri Rama is the Maryada Purushottam, who is our ideal king. So clean politics can be had, at least in theory. <laughs> our attachment is very severely to some things like TV chatting. How shall we detach these all attachments? Just cut it. That's all. Refuse. Tyajoman Hari Vimukanukasang. Sri Ramakrishna used to give this personality development. You know, it's surprising, is it not? Sri Ramakrishna talking about personality development. He says, Madhumakki banna chahiye. Sadharan makki se madhumakki banna chahiye. Sadharan makki, the ordinary fly, it sits on the excreta as well as on the flower, is it not? It will sit on the jalebi also. It will sit on vadapav also. It will be going on, journeying here and there. But a honeybee, what does it does, do? It will sit only on the flowers where there is honey. So an ordinary bee, fly, if it wants to transform the personality and develop as a honeybee, it has to copy the same thing, seven successful principles of successful people. Stephen Coe, is it not? What the honeybee is doing, if you do that, you become a honeybee. Tyaj kusang, sat sang baithnit, haricharcha sunalije manwa ramanam rasapije. If you want to detach, cut those things and attach yourself to some other things. When you attach yourself to those things, come in the evening to Ramakrishna Mat, the evening serial will be cut. On Sunday, when important serials are going, come for the evening class or go to the park or go somewhere else, TV will be cut, is it not? It's not so easy, but do you want it? If you want to cut, 
If you want TV, you will have it. If you want to cut, you can cut. And this is where you have the two aspects I told, vairagya, renunciation, giving up what you don't want and practicing what you want. So the positive and the negative both have to be applied. Just to give up, to avoid that, take up something. Jawaharlal Nehru used to smoke cigarette. And he was a chain smoker. To reduce that, what he did, you know, one cigarette, he cut it into four pieces and kept in the pocket. Whenever he wants to have a cigarette, he will have a one-inch cigarette. After that is over, he feels a psychological satisfaction, I have smoked one cigarette. And after some time, he used to take a cup of tea. So from one cigarette, bits of cigarette, tea, water, and slowly it goes off. So it has to be done. This doing is the most difficult thing in life, but it is not impossible. We can do it. And in many cases, I have myself done it. Many of our sadhus have done it. I have seen two swamis who were chain smokers. And one day, both of them, they are still living in Tamil Nadu. One day, they decided, tomorrow morning onwards, we will stop the cigarette. Just with iron will they cut it. No more cigarettes, finished. Even if they see the cigarette, they are not bothered. So the tremendous willpower has to be applied in that aspect. Build up your resolution and give a call to your own honor and personality. Swamiji, do we have any recorded CD of your speeches and meditation at youth conventions? Nothing is there, but previously I used to bring that Mananam CD, and part of that Mananam CD has been taken into Marathi as Ramakrishna Upasana, is it not? What is the CD brought out by Pune Center? Ramakrishna Dhyanam. A Manasa Chintan. In that Manasa Chintan, you will find the copyright is from Swami Veerabhadrananda. From the English, when Vikas Maharaj asked me, I told you, you can take it into Marathi. So they have taken into the Marathi and the voice was given by somebody else and the music was given by somebody else. But the matter is taken from that Mananam CD. And you have to understand that what we are talking to you, we are like servers in the hotel. You order a masal dosa, I come and place a masal dosa here. You ordered something else, I bring it there. From where we are delivering, it is from the complete works of Swami Vivekananda, from the literature of Ramakrishna Vivekananda and Vedanta Sahitya. We take up from there and then we deliver along with our understanding and our knowledge. So I will request you to read the complete works of Swami Vivekananda. Complete works have revolutionized the thought of our freedom fighters. One of the freedom fighters, he told Vivekananda was a full-blooded masculine personality, a fighter to the core. Had he been alive, my place would have been at his feet. That was Subhash Chandra Bose. At the age of 13 or 14, he read Swami Vivekananda and it set him on fire. He became Netaji. Another man who was not an Indian, he also read the complete works. And he remarks, Vivekananda, what a name. It was Swami Vivekananda who taught me how to love my country. After reading Vivekananda, I came to understand how to serve my countrymen better. This is Indonesia, President Shukarno. If in future any Hindu child will ask his mother, Mother, what is my religion? That Hindu mother will proudly point out her finger to the complete works of Swami Vivekananda. This is my Nivedita. If you want to know India, 
Read Vivekananda. In him, everything is positive and nothing is negative. So don't bother about Swami Virabhadrananda. He is an insignificant person. I, am, I feel I am even insignificant, unfit to be the dust of Vivekananda's feet. I am taking everything from him and then supplying to you. I am only a supplier. Directly go back to the fountain of knowledge, Swami Vivekananda's complete work, and you also will be charged with the electric power. Is meditation of Devata the one you told in the morning, is same or different? In not, then we'll be able to do both. This is, question is a little complicated. I'm not able to understand it. See, Devata means you fix a chosen deity for yourself, whom you love, Krishna, Rama, or Ganesh, Hanuman, then try to chant the mantra and focus your attention. Today, because we have all gathered, I have given the preliminary steps of the meditation, keeping Swamiji who is our leader. If you want, you can meditate keeping Swamiji as your Devata. There is nothing wrong in that. But the preliminary steps of watching your body, watching your breath, giving the suggestions to your body and mind that it is strong, healthy, and all those things you can apply to any way of meditation. Rama and Krishna both are ideals for Indians. In doing marriage, which is ideal? <laughs> doing one marriage like Rama or many wives like Krishna? <laughs> this fellow is an intelligent fellow. <laughs> Who is that boy? It's a boy or a girl? Please raise your hand. We'll have some more fun. You see, it's all lovely questions. No, because there will be a discussion on this question. That's why I want the student to raise the hand. Why you are feeling so shy? <laughs> if you are shy, you cannot have Krishna's way of life. <laughs> and if you wanted to have a Rama's way of life, you would not have asked this question. <laughs> so what are you going to do now? Remain a bachelor forever. <laughs> See, the ideals of India are decided by two types of things. One is some of the spiritual, most of the spiritual ideals are decided by what is called Shruti. Those ideals never change. One of the ideals is by renunciation alone, immortality is attained. Without renunciation, Tyaga, you cannot get Amritatva, immortality. That is forever fixed. Like sun rising in the east, you cannot change it. But there are other ideals in the society which are ruled by this set of scriptures called Smriti and they will change according to the situation. And in India now the situation is such that if a baby, female baby is born, she is being killed in many of the states, is it not? If you go on doing like this, then you will have to follow the ideal of Panjapandavas. Because the women, number of women will be less compared to number of men. So five men will have to marry one woman. See, Indian ideals are evolved according to the situational need, keeping morals in mind. When the number of women increases, as it happened during the time of Prophet Muhammad, it will marry as many as you want. Is it not? So there are different ideals existing in Indian society. According to those time and situations, these things were permitted. 
But if you are going to guide your action according to lust, then Indian society will be ruined. The real, normal, usual Indian ideal is Eka Patni Vratham and Pati Vrata Dharmam. Husband and wife both will look upon each other as an object of adoration, love, honor and reverence and they will never change that. While talking about this ideal in our famous institute in Coimbatore, I remarked, this letter is in the book of Shiv Kera, Living with Honor. It's a lovely letter from American President Ronald Reagan. And that question was, are Indian ideals universal ideals? I told yes. Proof? I gave this letter of Ronald Reagan as proof. Ronald Reagan is writing to that uh, son of his. Be careful. You see, this is real. And as you are coming to Ramakrishna Mat and you are seriously listening to Vivekananda, try to put it in practice. He says, my dear son, it is not that every year you change your girlfriend and exhibit that as a sign of manhood and say, oh darling, I love you. That is not the sign of real manhood. That you go on changing a woman and every year you say, I love you. Stay with a woman, marry her and at the 80th birthday of yours, if both of you can say, I love you, that is a real sign of manhood. If you are a real purusha, a man with moustache, you should marry one woman, put your whole heart and soul, and at the 80th birthday, you should say, I love you. If you go on changing, then you are doing business, not loving. This is the Indian ideal. Rama used to say, Sita alone will be my wife even in the next incarnation. And it is real. Rama came as Ramakrishna and Sita came as Sharada. And there are ample evidences to corroborate that. But you can ask, Sri Ramakrishna was Krishna also. What happened to the other ladies? <laughs> All other ladies Sri Ramakrishna looked upon as mothers. That new ideal he had set in this modern age, women will not be looked upon as wife. They are all manifestation of Devi, Goddess. And in marriage, after two children, at that time Sri Ramakrishna is talking about family planning. After two children, think that your wife is your sister or Goddess and try to serve her. That is a real sign of love. Love is that which never changes, is it not? If it goes on changing, is it love? It's not at all love, it's business. So that is the Indian ideal, my dear friend. Are you being troubled by this answer? <laughs> I prefer, and Vivekananda used to prefer, not to have marriage at all. Why do we want to marry at all? Why do you seek a company? Think over that. <laughs> How to connect bhakti in my daily karma? Bhakti is putting the entire mind on an object without any wavering, with sincerity, with involvement, with dedication. Do it with full heart and mind and with full interest. This is called bhakti. And if this bhakti is applied in your government job, you will work not for salary, but for job satisfaction. But now as you go to the government offices, I was also working in one of the banks in the Back Bay Reclamation. As we were newly appointed staff, we will be right in time. But all the permanent staff, they will come in time, they will go to bathroom, comb their hair, 
spend five minutes smoking cigarette or BD, and then immediately they will go to canteen, have a cup of chai, jalebi, and other thing, and then come down. By that time they sit on the chair, it is already 15 minutes late. Many times I found this to be a troublesome thing because when I go to collector's office, staffs are not on their table and chairs. When he will come, no, he has gone for a cup of chaya. In Tamil Nadu, they will say chaya. When he will come, he will come now. In the meantime, as he is coming, he gets a telephone call. Sir, please wait. How long? I have been waiting for the last 15 minutes. And then they go for the lunch and then come late. How do you expect India to develop? Or even your own business to develop? So exhibition of bhakti in day-to-day -day life is that whatever work is coming from you, take it as a worship, as a holy offering, because actions spring from God, not from you. This is a manifestation of Shakti. In Gita, Krishna says, Karma Brahmodbhavam Vidhi. Karma action comes from whom? The first creator, is it not? The God who created, that was the first action. All these actions are secondary actions. So whatever work you are doing, apply your whole mind sincerely and honestly. How to keep our motivation level sustained over a long period of time? Yesterday you said about Pativrata, nature of Indian woman. How you will support if my husband is of bad character? <laughs> I thought this is a youth camp. <laughs> Who is the girl? This is a girl. Must be from a girl. <laughs> Who has asked this? Please raise your hand. This is a wonderful question, you see. I'll give you a nice answer because I have seen real experiences in my life of women tackling their husband who was of bad character. It was your sister suffering like this? See, imaginative questions will not elicit proper answers. Don't imagine a problem and ask a question. Okay? Many, many men are not. Not necessarily. Vivekananda in the London lecture, he says, if all the women claim themselves to be as pure as they are boasting of, I assure you there will not be a bad woman in the society. In the London lecture, he says, if all the women claim themselves to be as chaste as they are, there will not be a bad woman. Of course, according to the Indian system, a husband will undergo suffering and torture to any extent and sacrifice her life even if the husband is the most worst character. All suffering, we will read the last ideal of India. Swamiji will say, Oh India, forget not. Sita, Savitri, Damayanti is your ideal. Not the Western, this one. But of course, we have to use common sense here according to the situation. If you can change, try to change that, fight it out. Fight the situation. But I know one of my own relatives, she was a woman. Her husband was a drunkard, he was a gambler, and that lady has won over that man. She went to job, got all her children married. This is the Indian ideal. Even if he is of a bad character, if the wife is really of a good character, she will suffer. This is real upasana, real worship. She will not forsake her husband. Just because he is bad, she will not turn bad. Now you cannot answer because it is not your problem. 
Why do all sannyasis join Ananda word with their names? Because their goal is to be constantly in joy, Ananda. Viveka, discrimination between real and unreal, leads you to Ananda. So the sannyasa life is a life of discrimination, Viveka. And through vairagya, renunciation, we try to give up what is causing sorrow. What causes sorrow is unreal, impermanent things, is it not? You are attached to this body, and after some time, what happens? Your youthful appearance goes away, is it not? However, you may fight to put this white hair, turn into black with Godrej dye and other things. You yourself know that, is it not? Beneath this black color, my hairs are gray. So it's impermanent. We feel so sorrowful, so miserable. All the people, they are born, they die. Everything is impermanent, fleeting, in flux, constantly changing. Nothing is permanent. So this sorrow is there in this world. Buddha found out whatever is changing has sorrow as its shadow. You may not accept it, but it is the law of this creation. Sorrow is the shadow of God constantly following this impermanent world. And a sannyasi says, what is impermanent? I want to renounce. Ananda is permanent. Sorrow is impermanent because it is attached to this world which is impermanent. Put your mind on that something which is permanent and that ananda is above sukha and dukkha. In the impermanent things, you get sukha and also you get dukkha. Ananda is above these pairs of duality called sukha and dukkha. This is a beautiful question. I wanted to talk, but they have themselves asked. How a young man could practice brahmacharya and celibacy in today's materialistic world? Please guide in the context of real life situation. Lovely question. Who has asked this? Normally I keep chocolates here. What is the real life situation? Uh, environment around us hmm. if, uh, because I have read in the um, literature of Swamiji hmm. that if you want to focus or concentrate hmm. this would be the biggest uh, problem or hmm. you know what impediment hmm. brahmacharya yes not non practicing of brahmacharya yes so in the in the same way I, I just want to want suggestion from you hmm. how to control it and how to practice it are you Practicing that? Not up to the mark. Not up to the mark. So this is a personal question in a way. But uh, most of uh, most of my uh, youth is facing that. Yes, all, all the youths. And uh, parents, they think that youngsters are not interested in that. Teachers, they feel students are not interested in that. Three or four years before, when I came to Pune, I was taken to a college, either an engineering college or something nearby. And I was talking about Swami Vivekananda, and all the organizers were there in the hall. Boys and girls both were there. And I told the secret of Vivekananda's success. And lastly, I reserved one point, and I told Vivekananda himself mentions this as the secret of his success. That is the art of conserving one's own energy, lifting it to higher levels, and making use of it for higher purposes. That is called Brahmacharya. By that time, all the organizers left the hall and went out, except one professor who was to give vote of thanks. And giving vote of thanks, he also ran away. 
and by that time one young girl with tight jeans and t-shirt she came running in the ultra modern dress with the lipstick and seeing that girl running towards me all other boys also came curious to know what this girl is going to ask hey, swami ji that something brahma brahmachari something you were telling what is that secret of conserving one's own energy i told instead of wasting our energy which we get through the food food generates energy it becomes a physical energy the finer portion of that energy becomes a mental energy and at the finer stages it becomes a spiritual energy but to get that spiritual energy and also the secondary spiritual energy at the energy at the mental level we should have the basic energy at the physical level intact so the energy should not be wasted or let out what they call as urdhvare tas energy should flow upwards and what are all the things that can create temptation agitation and stimulation in our mind avoid that and i can tell you that you are not 100% right why you know in this modern world full of temptation with all your aishwarya rays and karina kapoor hundreds of brahmacharis are joining ramakrishna but what do you mean by that i was born in the place which is called bollywood you know and i was in the dhanukar college of vilepalle and one of the boy asked college ka hawa nahi laga kya tumko matlab hawa to laga hoga mujhe pata nahi kaisa laga it you don't smoke i have never touched a cigarette maybe i was ignorant of all these things kabhi gf nahi mila tumko matlab koshish hi nahi kiya real this is a real life incident you see there is nothing to hide this is practical real life in this pavile parle dhanukar college by the grace of sri ramakrishna full of bombardments of all temptations boys are joining ramakrishna martin mission what do you say for that so if you are really interested jot down the points which are causing weakness for you if tv is stimulating you if your friends are taking you into that side uh, side of life avoid that avoid those foods that can stimulate your organs try to do exercise vivekananda says regular physical exercises transforms the sexual desires into physical energy it will lift your energy to higher level brahmacharya in short at the physical level means control of semen if you waste it you will lose your health 80 drops of blood goes to make one drop of semen you know according to our yoga shastra so many days of food becomes that and that can create one human being is it not so what a power is there in our body in our mind if you waste it how can you perform higher deeds how can you expect not only that as you don't practice this brahmacharya the whole of the nation's degeneration will start Swamiji says the degeneration of a country starts from the very day it loses chastity. To create quality men in those days, they led a life of brahmacharya not only before marriage, as a vidyarthi. The first ashrama was called brahmacharya ashrama. In Guru Kula, you will be a student. You are taught the techniques to control the energy so that the energy will not be wasted. People are cheating you in the form of movies, cinemas, magazines, clubs. dances and all these things don't get cheated you spend so much of money for your food and energy is it not why should we waste our energy on trash and meaningless things be bold don't be ashamed of this wonderful thing one day one of the girl she came to talk to me 
their parents were talking to me and as they left this 21 year old girl came to me and told swami ji i am going to join sharada math it was in tamil nadu but uh, these ideas are coming in my mind i told it will come to you because as you go to the college all everywhere everyone in the college they are all cutting vulgar jokes is it not and we feel heroic in cutting vulgar jokes even in our college their friends will tell vulgar jokes but what is that heroism at that time it looked something wonderful but as you look back it's all meaningless trash you know if you are serious if you want to make something out of life you should have a quality body quality mind and quality character that is i mean ancient days unless the parents are good they cannot give birth to a quality child to give birth to a quality child it was considered as a holy act you know marriage was not taken as a business contract why do you marry because we have to produce a child who will be an asset for the society you see how the whole mission in life was to create a child who will leave a mark of their parents after that boy dies markandeya to their parents lord asked what sort of a child you want a ordinary dull useless boy who will be living for long years or a brilliant dazzling personality who will be for short years only they told we want a dazzling son who will leave its indelible mark in this world and go and markandeya was born that's how jijabai maintained her pativrata dharma so that shivaji was born don't expect that when you don't practice chastity you can create characters like chanakya rama shivaji and other nanak tukaram and namdev see this is a production machinery this body is it not so maintain that energy if you want as uh, if you have an aspiration like to become like vivekananda you have to follow the seven successful habits of those people so brahmacharya is one avoid all those things which cause dissipation of energy you avoid it if you are interested in brahmacharya and then practice physical exercise and do all positive things which will conserve your energy this is a lovely question i appreciate you for this boldness and we all think that elders think that uh, youngsters are not interested they are all interested we have not taught this that is why in few a few years before they wanted to teach this education in the colleges and schools is it not in the ancient gurukulas rishis used to teach this as a special technique so that you become a gigantic personality a great personality personalities don't come without energy you require tremendous energy power and strength and that comes through brahmacharya what is why our first reaction is fear not necessarily that always our first reaction is fear sometimes when we are hesitating or when we are afraid of the results what will happen then the first reaction is fear but he has not mentioned what is the second reaction whose question is this a uh, first reaction is fear what is the second reaction ha huh. yes right that means because of the past experiences as i told these things are coming from an unknown region called subconscious or maybe in the previous life we have been shy or we were not courageous person or we were not willing to take up things so when the fear comes make the fear frightened let the fear get frightened swamiji used to say i am terror to terror i am death to death 
Hmm? So see the, watch the fear in operation, and as you say, get out, it will go away. And after some time, it will become a habit. Very good friends, I enjoyed your company, your response, and your audience. I pray to Swami Vivekananda to shower his blessings and charge you with energy, power, and holiness and purity. Wishing you all the best and success in your future years. We take leave. Hari Om Tatsat. Before we conclude this uh, two days uh, youth convention, I would like to ask if anybody wants to share their views about this convention, two days convention, share your views, then you would most welcome here. Please. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. First of all, I want to thank Swami, Swamiji who has accepted our request and uh, come to our ashram and uh, spare his prestigious time for youth like us. Really, we people were, uh, you know, our souls were slipping in the caves of darkness. His, his inspiring words. Actually, Swamiji's and at present, his inspiring words have really evoked our Sleeping souls which have been sleeping in the dark, in the cave, which were having a very big dark darkness, and it has been evoked to a you know a sparkling light. Seriously, like some of the questions were really answered, which uh, me and uh, most of my brother and sister were wondering what should be the answers. So thank you, Swamiji. Thank you very much for the the answers which have really imbibed our soul, and those will help in whole of the life. And secondly, I want to thank Miss Professor, those who are not here, Mr. Deshpande and Mr. Nankarni, and uh, Second, thanks to our uh, Pune Ashram, uh, who is conducting uh, all the, these type of missionary works, charitable works, and the youth convention, which is really a very remarkable thing, which, uh, which is happening not in all of the center of the Ramakrishna order, but it's, uh, I just want to thanks to uh, Ramakrishna Mutt, who is organizing such type of uh, things, which are, you know, uh, really making, like, a man of character, a man making building. This, these things should be continued. I request to Ramakrishna order, these things should be continued, and... Uh, Finally, uh, the thanks, I think uh, you all will be thinking, ki, uh, thanks to all volunteers, because I, I don't want to call these people volunteers, these are actually the managers, because you uh, see, you people left tea, biscuit, plates, saucers, cups, everyth everything is ready, so please clap for these uh, volunteers. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to Swamiji, thanks to all the uh, learned doctors, Professors and Ramkishnamat Namat and thanks to all the volunteers. I'll I just want to uh, request you all of the people. Like if you are having any doubt, please come to Mat. Contact any Swamiji or sit in the front of the idol of the Thakur. Definitely your questions will be answered. I have uh, experienced this thing in my life and uh, I went to some uh, people where those were unable to answer. But definitely if you will come to Ramkishnamat, Namat, I'm not saying come to Ramkishnamat Namat Pune. You please uh, visit any of the ashram. Come in contact with the sadhus and Swami Vivekananda as Ramkrishna Adha. Definitely you will become a good man or a woman and definitely you will be a character person. Thank you. Hello, good evening everybody. Actually my breath, um, uh, means heartbeats uh, have increased 
I'm a bit anxious now. But still, I uh, summoned some courage and came here. Uh, yesterday night, when I go on my bed, I was thinking why Swamiji, at the age of 21, took sannyas. Because I was very well, very much impressed by uh, his yesterday's uh, uh, lectures. And especially his uh, skill of uh, language, his hold on subject, and his expression ability. And, and I thought that why, what should be the purpose of a man of such a caliber or uh, intelligence took sannyas and uh, being, become a Swami. But uh, after uh, having a two days, uh, like listening him for two days, I realized that uh, it is the need of the society and he is doing a, one of the greatest job which uh, Swami Vivekananda uh, has dreamed of. And on, on the behalf, behalf of that, I would like to thank uh, from all of us to Swamiji for enlightening us and uh, guided us. Thank you, Swamiji. Thank you. Good evening, friends. Thank you, Swamiji, for your great speech that has inspired us and will inspire in the coming years. Uh, friends, uh, it has been almost eight hours today, nine hours yesterday. So thanks for your patience, thanks for your interest. The other thing I would like to tell you is, in these 17 hours, there's, there has been a lot of uh, talks, uh, completely brainstorming session, we could say, a lot of things bombarded on our minds. So how much to grasp, how much to remember, that's the thing. And at the end, uh, it's real tough to bring these all things, to bring all these things into application. That's the very important thing. So, but uh, even though we practice uh, even a little bit, we could uh, bring these things into action. So at the end, even if we bring a small thing that Swamiji has taught us in these two days, it will help us a lot. Um, sacrifices, uh, everybody keeps talking about sacrifices. So don't think about sacrifices, they have to be done. And they are going to be in benefit of yourself. So if you build up yourself, then could you be able to build others and the society? And the other thing, um, Swamiji has taken sannyas at the age of years, uh, at the age of 21 years. So it has been 33 years now. So why has he done this? Um, it's not for his own joy to enjoy some worldly pleasures. That is the thing that he has sacrificed. Swamiji, Swami Vivekananda once said, "Life is like uh, life is like uh, walking on the edge of the razor. Not for us. We have got everything." And what we demand, we get it. It's really tough, really walking on the edge of the razor, uh, of the razor for the Swamiji's who have joined Ramakrishna Mission. So not for us, not for our parents, not for the society, but think why these people are here. They are here for us. They have sacrificed their life just for us. So not for your sake. Do implement th these things taught by Swamiji in your life for them, for what they have sacrificed. That's it. Thank you. Excuse me, I would like to say one thing, that the word he told sacrifice, uh, according to Sri Ramakrishna, uh, the people who, is, um, who has become Swami, they are not actually sacrificing, according to Sri Ramakrishna. He had told once that Amra to Sona use Kodki, Tora to Dhulo Mati, collecting you people are collecting the dust like money, women, 
you people are living in those material world which is going to be finished one day or the other the thing is that the actual swami is actually living the real life and we people are really living in the materialized world thank you a clarification how sri ramakrishna told was we all think that swamis have sacrificed we have sacrificed the impermanent thing for the permanent and in a joking way he says worldly people have sacrificed god for the sake of world god is permanent and world is impermanent they have left the gold for the sake of imitation so their sacrifice seems to be more good evening friends uh, it's nice opportunity that is provided by this ramkrishna math holding this youth convention for today's generation or today's youth Uh, from i joined this session from uh, afternoon session yesterday and i observed few or there are various good things but uh, to be very specific i want to highlight on the few aspects like the first the different sessions have been held by the different eminent personalities from dr nalikar professor today professor anirudh and yesterday and today swami ji session and from uh, each section from each session we have learned a lot in all sphere in all dimensions whether it is physical excellence its mental excellence its emotional excellence its spiritual excellence or intellectual excellence so i want to say the next thing is the today the swami ji that has provided about the what to make how to be a great indian the three qualities that we have to inculcate in ourselves that we have to keep remember continuously in our mind the second suggestion i want to say is that keep held or keep arranging such type of such youth conventions regularly or in a once in every month or in once or twice in a month so that the youth the spark that needs to continue and the second thing that i want to say that the message of fomiji to conclude the message of fomiji fomiji that give me few selfless people and i will going to shake the world if we keep going remember this sentence in our mind then definitely it will have a positive impact in our life and also in the life of others and also there are uh, in this crowd we have some audi students some working people so to integrate or to inculcate or to uh, practically apply these values at least in there the suggestion is that that in weekends in saturday sundays we can form a small group or we can do it on our own for our for the integration of our personal as well as the national values so that we can have a better future and a better india thank you only one uh any sister would like to say something yeah please first of all uh, i want to thank swami ji for his uh, inspiring uh, guidance and uh, one more thing i want to uh, tell you all of you uh, that uh, all of us are uh, good uh, physically fit uh, but one guy who is uh, sitting over here uh, right in the first row he has come here in spite of his handicapness but uh, you know what uh, he is just physically handicapped but mentally he is the most powerful person in all of us so i just want to have a big round of clap for him thank you thank you ramakrishna much It's a great pleasure for me to stand here, not because I am uh, talking with you, but as yesterday Swamiji said about attitude, 
when a girl or when a boy is short, they have to put a wooden bench down. For me especially, I had to put the mic down. So I'm feeling very great <laughs> that I'm a short girl. Um, I enjoyed these two days very much, and as I have seen in these youth conventions I have attended, I just wanted to tell you all of you friends that the sessions arranged here are being arranged with a specific view and taking our mentality, considering our mentality. Just within a few seconds, I would just like to tell you that first we had the meditation and concentration. Any task we do, first we need concentration. After that, what we need? the attitude to do the work, to be successful or to be failure in that. After that, we had the session of attitude. And learning through games makes us le learn more easily and more effectively. So the next session was for film and management game. Only me uh, mental work, only dry work will make her dry. So the next session was emotional quotient by Dr. Anand Narkarani. After the emotional quotient comes, we need to calm down because over emotions can't do the work. So today we had the session of guided meditation. If we meditate for a long time suddenly or first time, if we meditate for a long time, we get into the samadhi stage which our parents call as deep sleep. So after a short meditation, we had arise and awake. Now you have meditated, don't go on just sitting calm. Now with that full energy, stand up and do the work. So we had that arise and awake. And for that, we need to get educated. What we need to do, we, get, we need to get trained what we need to do. So we had true education. We got the education of what task we need to do or we are doing that. And the last session was Swami Vivekananda's message to the youths. It is our mentality. And the session was the Swami, Swami Vivekananda's message to the youths, it is all for you all. Because you have a lot of trust, you have a lot of trust, you have a lot of trust, you have a lot of trust. In this way, we have a lot of programs, we have a lot of trust, 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 and we have a lot of trust. And we have a lot of trust, we have a lot of trust, and we have a lot of trust, कि हाँ दोन दिवसत ना मी का शिकले के वाय यहाँ युद्ध कन्वेंशन में ना मला का है मिला लो The SMS was a baby mosquito came back after first time flying. His father asked him, how did you feel? That mosquito replied, it was wonderful. Everyone was clapping for me. That's attitude. I came to know that attitude from these two sessions. Thank you. Anybody will not thank the youngsters who came here. Uh, hello, friends. I would like to uh, thanks Ramkrishna Mart and uh, the great Swamiji's here because uh, the first time when we, uh, me and uh, my friends sitting here, came to Ramkrishna Mart, uh, we just wanted to do something on weekends because we are we are in IT profession, <laughs> so. Uh, not getting uh, how to pass our weekend and do something valuable in weekends. We just joined uh, for that sake. And now I can, uh, I can say that after 
doing these sessions and uh, attending youth forums in weekends. We have a goal in our life to build characters, to do something good and uh, uh, helping to our nation. And I thank for this very much to the Mutt. Thank you very much. In fact, some of my friends has done my job easier because what I have to say, most of them have covered it. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you very much for sharing your feelings. Sister, I would say, when we planned this program, we never had this in mind. But you are given a different outlook. Next time, probably, we will have much better planning when we schedule this program. So thank you very much for you. So we come to the conclusion of this two days youth convention. We had uh, many sessions. Of course, you have already, uh, the persons who have uh, given their views, they have already said about it. But I would say one thing is that practice is necessary, especially the meditation part, which uh, Swamiji has uh, told us, the way of meditation. So that would be the most important, and that would help us to a long way ahead. Mm. Swamiji, Swami Vivekananda always had, as I told, he had tremendous trust and faith on the youths and he always said you take the first step and then success will automatically follow. So uh, I, would, I would suggest uh, read Swamiji, understand Swamiji, study Swamiji. That is, the, that is the most important aspect and if you can as Swamiji also suggested you, you read the complete works of uh, Swami Vivekananda. So that is, the, that is the basic book from where all the other things or other uh, uh, literature has come out. Uh, yes, I would suggest you keep coming to the mat. Some of you had it already said that uh, you should continue coming to the mat, interact with Swamiji's. I would say come to the mat and uh, you can sit in the temple, meditate because sitting in the temple meditation would give a very different feeling. So you can, if you have not meditated in temple, especially in the early morning time or after the arti, in the evening time, uh, I think you should do it, you should try it, you will definitely experience something different. Uh, as someone was saying, uh, you should come here, we should gather here uh, every weekend. So yesterday, I think uh, one of our uh, volunteers, Mandar, has already informed you about the youth forum. Again, there was someone who was asking about his battery gets down very soon. This is, this is one of the uh, points which is coming up every, in the, every youth convention that we hold the youth convention. And thereafter, after three months, we hold another youth convention. So there is a big gap of three months. So uh, I think more than one year back, we started youth forum. The lectures, uh, youth forum is, uh, uh, is done uh, on Sunday evening, uh, 6.15 to 7.15, where students gather. Then uh, they are addressed by our Swamiji's of Pune Mat. Mm, uh, some resource persons, experts are also invited. So uh, like you charge your mobile every evening, then that's the charger every week. So you can definitely get registered to our youth forum where we have around more than 500 registrations. The youth forum programs are organized in the same hall. So uh, that is one point. Some of the activities of uh, Ramakrishna Matpune, I would like to inform you, we have a study room. We have a library, we have a big polyclinic where uh, small checkup, uh, most of the checkups are conducted. Then we have a medical mobile van which goes around in uh, remote places, uh, very, very small villages in and around Mulshi. Uh, we have doctors, 
who go with the vehicle and uh, thrice a week. Then we also have a small computer institute. Yuva Vedha is one of, uh, again, a big uh, project taken up by uh, Ramakrishna Mat Pune, where uh, our devotees and our Swamiji's Maharaj, they go to the various colleges and various schools, and then they share their views, share uh, the teachings of Swami Vivekananda. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we have reached to around one lakh students in last one year. So that is one of the uh, major activity which uh, our Mat Pune Mat has uh, taken, taken up. Then we have spiritual discourses. Lot of relief work is taken place whenever there is a natural disasters in this country, especially in the western part. Then Ramakrishna Mat Pune, we organize for a lot of relief work. Uh, maybe it may be earthquake, it may be floods or anything else. So that is another uh, area or project. Then we have a, again a big project, uh, Balak Sangha, where the underprivileged children, small children underprivileged from the nearby localities, they come here in the morning, uh, they, they study, they uh, have breakfast, they play, they do everything, and uh, they are given value education in this month. They return back at 9 o'clock in the evening. So this Balak Sangh is also one of the biggest project uh, of Ramakrishna Mat Pune. So there are various projects. Plus, I would say now we are already scheduling, planning uh, celebrations for a 150th birth anniversary of Swami Vivekananda, which is in 2013-14. However, our programs will be starting from uh, January 12th, uh, 2011, and, and we have a schedule for three to four years. So this is one more uh, uh, activity which is on. Mm. Yes, we have a state-level seminar in search of religious harmony. It's, it's a part of uh, the celebration. Now here I would like to appeal you that uh, Swamiji has always, as I said, Swamiji, Swami Vivekananda has trust, faith on the youth. Swamiji always wanted the youth to participate in various activities physically. So these are the activities of Ramakrishna Mat Pune and we would definitely appeal from this platform that any of you, if you are interested to participate in these activities, it may be the 150th celebration, it may be various projects which are undertaken by Ramakrishna Mat Pune, then you are most welcome because uh, resources is always a problem and that too a youth resource is the biggest problem. So. I find uh, many enthusiastic uh, youths here, we had a very good participation, so this is one appeal that if you are interested, you can uh, participate in such uh, activities as volunteers. Of course, this would be a big contribution uh, of the youth to the society and to the nation. We have many books in the library. Uh, I hope you must have visited our book sale and uh, you must have gone through, but to note some very, very good and very powerful books, uh, quotations of Swamiji, this one book, Vivekananda, His Call to the Nation, is a very powerful small book, which I would suggest everyone to uh, get it. Uh, plus there are some other books like Powers of Thought, uh, management books like Effective Life Management, then Channelizing Youth Power, No One is a Stranger, but as Swamiji also suggested that complete work, complete works of Swami Vivekananda, it's in the nine volumes. So that is the, that is the book which you should really uh, uh, go with. We also have, see we have been holding this, organizing such youth convention since last five years. We have uh, CDs recorded for various uh, uh, sessions which were held over the last five years. So if you are 
interested, you can purchase the CDs from the bookshelf. They are available. Uh, plus, we have got two new CDs. Uh, you must you must be knowing about a magazine started by Swami Vivekananda more than 100 years back, uh, Vedanta Kesari, Prabuddha Bharat, two magazines. And uh, now we have got the compilation of all 100 years of magazines in one DVD, which is also available in the book sale. 100 years of magazines uh, in one DVD. It's a compilation. So they are also available for sale. So if you are interested to uh, take that compilation, you can visit our books, uh, book sale. Uh, that's it. I mean, it was really a wonderful thing. Uh, most important is that uh, I should uh, uh, now thank Swami Veeravadarananda Ji Maharaj, um, who, is, who is now in Kerala, Haripat, and uh, he's very busy. He, he's actually developing the center, Ramakrishna Center there, Mutt Center there. So in spite of all his busy schedule, he has spared time for all of us. So we really, we all should really thank him for spending three days here. and guiding all of us on various aspects of our life. Of course, this program, I feel, we all feel, we all volunteers and authorities of the MUD feel that this program was a real successful program. And the most important reason of this success is the enthusiastic participation, the interaction, and the continuous flows of your questions. So we really thank all of you for your participation. And in future programs also, we will expect the same same type of participation. In fact, we have our future program, future youth convention, I mean the next youth convention, probably in the last week of January or in the first week of February. So be in touch so that you will be able to uh, understand, know the dates and you will be able to attend uh, that program. Of course, I, when I say that this program or this youth convention was a real success, uh, we would also like to know from you feedback because that is very, very important for all of us like uh, especially while organizing the next program, while deciding the dates, while deciding the topics, uh, or what you really felt about this, uh, this youth convention. If you have any suggestions, then that would, be, that would help us to organize our next youth convention in a much better manner. So uh, you can note down rkmpune.org slash news. You can log in there and you can put all your comments, your views, your suggestions, your feedback may be sent to us on this. So, if, And I would appeal all of you that please give your feedbacks because that will help us to organize better programs in future. So it's rkmpune.org. If you, even if you go there, then you can, you will be able to find this slash news. Volunteers, uh, yes, I thank you very much for uh, thanking volunteers. We have, uh, we have been um, working on this since long time. Uh, but uh, one thing is there, if anything, if, if there has been any inconvenience, uh, it is sincerely regretted. Before uh, you leave two, three things, I would request you to please drop in your uh, batches before you leave outside. And before you leave, uh, Swamiji will distribute books. Uh, Swami Vivekananda, friend of all. So uh, we can, you can come in a queue, Swamiji will sit here and he will uh, distribute, give books to each and every person. Before we conclude and before we leave this hall, I would like to read two quotations. So I'll go ahead with the quotations. Oh, India. No, you don't have to repeat. <laughs> oh, India. 
forget not that the ideal of womanhood is Sita, Savitri, Damayanti. Forget not that the God thou worshipest is the great ascetic of ascetics. The all-renouncing Shankara, the Lord of Uma. Forget not that thy marriage, thy wealth, thy life are not for sense pleasure, are not for thy individual personal happiness. Forget not that thou art born as a sacrifice of the mother's altar. Forget not that the lower classes, the ignorant, the poor, the illiterate, the cobbler, the sweeper are thy flesh and blood, thy brothers. Go, all of you, wherever there is an outbreak of plague or famine, or wherever the people are in distress and mitigate their sufferings. At the most, you may die in that attempt. What of that? How many like you are being born and dying like worms every day? What difference does that make to the world at large? Die you must, but have a great ideal to die for. And it is better to die with a great ideal in life. Thank you very much.